Do you ever catch yourself wishing you didn't have to stay positive? Or maybe you've been working on keeping a positive mindset for years, but it still feels like a daily battle sometimes. Having a chronic illness means you're being told to stay positive all the time. And let's be honest, it's exhausting. Because pushing ourselves to stay positive is not actually positive. There's a much easier way to get a strong, positive mindset and all of the feel-good perks that come with it without the pressure of looking on the bright side. Check out my free resource, The No BS Guide to a Positive Mindset. In it, I give the straight scoop on strategies that work and common strategies that are a waste of time and energy. Go to andreahansencoaching.com now or use the link in this podcast description and get your free resource, The No BS Guide to a Positive Mindset, today. You are listening to the Health Mindset Podcast, Episode 8. Welcome to the Health Mindset Podcast, where your mindset gets results. You know you want better health. You know you want to take action. Learn how to stop sabotaging your progress so you can achieve the level of health you've always wanted for your life. Now, here's your host, Master Certified Coach and Author, Andrea Hansen. Hello. Thank you so much for joining me. As always, I am so glad to have you and I cannot wait to talk. Uh, Today we're talking about something fun, something a little naughty. We are talking today about creating a personal rebellion. I hope you're with me because this is going to be awesome. Being rebellious is the best thing that you can do for your health, hands down. I'm going to be talking about why that is and how even the calm and the shy and the nice person can channel their inner Norma Ray and fight for what they need. The thing is, speaking up doesn't have to come naturally to you for this to work. And although it's fun sometimes, you don't have to cause a scene to get what's best for you. Sometimes your rebellion will be very quiet, but still super powerful. Sometimes you don't even have to say a word to fight back like a champion. This whole thing starts with you. And we're talking about getting the courage and rebelling for good rather than rebelling for evil, which happens and we're going to talk about. We're also going to be talking about how this whole rebellion thing fits into losing weight and having the healthy life that you've always wanted. Super important topic. Can't wait to tell you all about it. At the end of this podcast, I'm going to tell you how to use one powerful question to see if you're really rebelling for good or maybe you're playing it safe and actually hurting your health in the process. This is super important to know, and you may be surprised. I know I was surprised when I first started asking this question for myself. So I was talking to a good friend of mine the other day, and this was actually the first time that I had spoken with her in like 20 years. (laughs) It was a really long time. We were besties back in the day. We were like sisters. We did everything together, which means we would often get in trouble (laughs) a lot of the times together. So when I was giving her the abridged version of, you know, the, the things that I've been up to the past 20 years or so, of course, I told her about my MS and she was pretty shocked and she asked a lot of questions. And one of the questions she asked me was, when you got the news, how did you react? And I replied at first I was in a state of shock because I was, 
But then I just rebelled. I wasn't going to let them push me in this corner and tell me what my life was going to be like now that I had MS, like whatever, wasn't going to happen. And she totally laughed and she just said, yep, that sounds like you. Yes, it is like me. Although my parents probably grounded me for a good 25% of my childhood because I kept getting in trouble. I feel very fortunate that I have this rebellious streak. I hated teacher comments when they would come in because I was always getting in trouble for my mouth because I was always talking too much. I always had too much sass. I remember I I stuck my tongue out at a teacher one time. She did not appreciate that at all. I still kind of think it's funny. But here's the thing. I am so appreciative that I'm not afraid to speak out and show some attitude and go against the grain. Those traits have served me well, especially in my health. My health issues showed me how important it is to have that autonomy and not fall into what they call the white coat syndrome, which is believing that authority figures um, speak the truth and not even really questioning them. When you think of being rebellious with your health, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? Just think about it. Probably what comes to mind is those moments where you're staring down a dessert menu and you're thinking, screw it, <laughs> I'm getting the lava cake, <laughs> whatever it is that you want to get. It feels rebellious, right? Because you told yourself that you would be good and you're acting out against what you're, quote, supposed to be doing. It feels like such rebellion. And I know because I would do this a lot. And to be clear, I still order dessert. I am not telling anybody not to order dessert. But here's the thing, I no longer confuse it with rebellion. There's nothing actually rebellious about eating the cake, or in my case, it was, it was more like cheesy poofs or something like that. Before we get into what that really is, when you're saying, I just want the lava cake, let's first look at what a rebellion actually is and what I'm talking about, right? Let's, get, let's really define this. For a rebellion to happen, there's got to be two sides. Right? You need something or someone to rebel against. So there's your side. So what you want for your health, what you want for your body, what you want for your mind, your comfort, your truth, your weight loss, your happiness. That's you. And then there's the other side, the side you rebel against. I like to call it the establishment. <laughs> you can call it whatever you want. This other side does not have your best interests at the top of their list. And it doesn't mean that they're nasty to you or unethical or even doing it on purpose, but this other side's first and truest interest isn't you and your health. It's something else. This other side could be another person who's worrying about their own health, worrying about their own emotional comfort or their own convenience. They could swear up and down that they're on your side and that you're a priority, but you can see clearly that your health is not their number one. Right, This side could be a person that you love, a person that you employ to help you. It could be somebody in the same boat as you, maybe has some of the same issues as you do. This other side could be me, quite honestly, right? Because I love everybody who listens to this podcast and I love everybody that I work with, but you are not my number one priority, right? You're a priority, absolutely, and a really high one, but... You should know by now that I don't prioritize my clients above my own health. And I don't know what's best 
for you. Only you do. I don't know what's best for my clients. Only my clients know this. And I would never tell a client, I would never tell you that I know better than you do about your health. I think that's crazy, right? I expect all of my clients to rebel if what I say doesn't work for them. But that other side could be me. That other side could just be establishment thinking, a common accepted theory, a person or a trend on the internet or in a book. Uh, It could be a nurse or a doctor assuming that they know your future because what they see in their office all day long and what they talk to each other about all day long. It's sneaky where the other side shows up because it's not the person that you're rebelling against. It's what they're thinking. It's what they're saying to you that you're rebelling against. And I'm going to say that again because it's super important. Rebelling isn't personal. You're not rebelling against the person. You're rebelling against what they believe. Often what they believe that you should think and do. You can rebel with love. Actually, I think the most effective rebellions are done with love. Rebelling because you hate somebody won't help you. Rebelling because you love yourself and you love the people that your cause will help is essential. And this is for any type of rebellion. And there's a lot of them happening right now. They must come from love for them to be the most effective. So let's go back to the dessert rebellion that I first talked about. When you're making it a rebellion against the diet that you've decided is best for you, who are you really rebelling against? Who is the evil establishment that you're admonishing when you say, forget the diet? In this case, that evil establishment is you. You're the one that you're rebelling against whenever you say that. And it feels gross. And yes, the cake tastes delicious. And we should all have cake. But framing it as deliberately going against a plan that you know is best for you feels awful. And I know this because I've been there many, many, many times. It feels dirty. I would get super defensive about it. And not really to anybody but me. I would angrily defend my choice as something that I had the right to do, right? Something I I deserve that cake. I deserve to eat it. I deserve those cheesy poofs. And it would all be this argument in my head. And if I did eat it, There was never really any love there for those cheesy poofs or for the cake. It was like spite eating and it didn't really taste good anyway. Like I said, we're all going to let ourselves have foods that don't serve our body and that's okay. But don't do it behind your own back. Don't get defensive and swear that you deserve it. Just make it a conscious decision that you want it and then have it and enjoy it. Right? Be aware of what it means for you to eat that, whatever it is. Be aware that it'll probably push back your goal a bit. But if you're okay with that, go ahead. Do it. But do it without shame and know that it is not a rebellion against yourself. It is a conscious decision. So there are a few things that need to be in place for you to start a successful rebellion. First, you must be at the top of your own list in order to rebel. If you're not, you won't consistently look after your own needs. And when you do look after your own needs, you'll also be looking around to make sure other people's needs are met too, right? So 
Are you at the top of your list? Think about this for a second. Are you your first priority? Or is your top priority your spouse or your kids or your job? Really think about this and give yourself an honest answer. It can sound really valiant to put especially your kids above yourself or your job and the needs of your clients above yourself. But I've always been dubious about that simply because if you're not taken care of, how can you truly be there for other people? I mean, seriously, every time you ignore your own health needs because of somebody else's needs, you take a little something from yourself. You're not fully there. By ignoring your needs, you're not able to fully be there for the person that you think is more important than you, right? It's kind of an interesting conundrum. By not being at the top of your own list, not only can you not fully be there for who is at the top of your list, but you also can't fully be there for yourself. And in fact, you've decided not to fully be there for yourself. And if you're not number one on your list, you're not going to put in the effort to start a rebellion on your own behalf. It's just simply not going to be worth it. So you have to put yourself at the top of your list for a lot of reasons, but also for you to be able to reap those full rewards that you get by joining the rebellion for your health. The next thing you need is you need courage to rebel. Because you're going against some deeply held beliefs. Sometimes those deeply held beliefs that you're going against are yours. Not only do you need to go against beliefs that you may have lots of evidence to back up, but you're probably going to be going against an authority figure of some kind, an expert, a nutritionist, a doctor, a nurse, whatever it is. You're also going to sometimes be going up against your own thoughts and your own emotions. This was a personal battle of mine for a really, really long time. Probably the biggest one that I had when it came to overeating and you know, really getting into a weight loss routine for a really long time. I, honestly, like since middle school until, I, I mean, a couple years ago, not long ago, I didn't have the courage to face the thoughts that were making me feel so bad. And it was so much easier just to eat and eat a lot of it and not think about these thoughts. Because when you overeat, you're divorcing yourself from your body, right? If you feel upset about something and you eat a ton, you no longer feel upset because it's hard to really feel anything when you're super full like that. And then your thoughts are no longer about what's upsetting you. Now they're about what you just ate and why you ate it and what's going to happen and all the drama that goes along there, right? There's this whole sideshow that you can create. So I understand how hard it is to get that courage But you must have that courage when you rebel because you must rebel against your habitual thinking in order to break through to a new habit. And often that means that you must confront something that's kind of painful that you believe. And it's not always a fun process. It's why we don't do it all the time, right? If it's no big deal, none of us would have issues. Like this podcast wouldn't exist. It takes courage. And don't forget, it also takes love to rebel against these habitual thoughts that are causing you to overeat or reach for the chips in secret or put other people's needs ahead of you. Whatever it is, it takes courage to rebel. It also takes grace for you to rebel. Remember that you're not necessarily creating a scene. 
You don't have to throw your beliefs in someone else's face to get what you want and to get what you need for your health. Rebelling, it's an art form. Knowing when you need to speak up for yourself and when a quiet rebellion is a lot better. This is something that I've learned as I've worked with large organizations like universities and nonprofits. Although my work with them was helping to reach out to people in the community that have MS and help educate them, I found myself educating the people that I worked with as well. Now, I was under contract with them. Right? They could have fired me at any moment, yet I refused to let them talk about people with MS as you know, waiting to be disabled. I rebelled against, against this establishment thinking of how awful a life with MS is, and I did it from the day I was diagnosed. So for a while, I was in this quiet rebellion myself, right? I, I just kind of held it in my head, and that dictated the decisions that I met, made, but when I heard this being put out in the community of people living with MS and looking for help, by very well-meaning people, I must say, it nothing to do with them, but this message was put out there and I had to speak up. I corrected them. I educated them. And yes, sometimes I disagreed with them in front of an, obvi- an audience because it was that important for me to rebel and let others know they don't have to accept this fate either. So when you're choosing where you need to rebel, have grace. Be mindful how you do it. There's a lot of different ways to approach rebellion, but ultimately, I want you to do what gets you the best results. And finally, you must give yourself validation after rebelling. You need to acknowledge what you just did. Rebelling takes guts. It takes courage. It takes skill. You're doing something big for yourself that can get a big payoff. So give yourself acknowledgement for this fact. Tell yourself that you're doing a good job. I know it sounds silly and it sounds like a little thing, but a little goes a long way. Think about what you would do for a friend. You would tell them they're doing a good job, right? You would give them encouragement. Give that to yourself because rebelling, especially putting yourself first and having the courage and the grace to do it, is huge. So here's the bottom line. Your health is too precious to let yourself fall into old unhealthy habits or play the people-pleasing game. There's no reason to make other people feel comfortable by not asking for what you want. The world is full of very well-meaning people who want to put you in a box without even knowing your name. They have their own thoughts and their own drama and their own judgment and past experiences that color what they think of you and how you should act and what they think will help you and what they think you should do. If you're waiting for someone else to tell you what to do, you're giving them way too much power over your life. If you're just going with what an expert says you need to do without consulting yourself, you will be stuck depending on experts to tell you what to do. You need to speak up for yourself. Make your own path. Have the courage to do your own thing if you want your body to thrive. You can't worry that what you do makes someone else feel uncomfortable because if you do, then you're the one who will be left behind feeling uncomfortable. You need to learn what's best for you and then demand it. Even if it's against everything other people and the internet tells you to do and tells you to be true, know what you need and figure out how to get it. 
standing up for yourself, your health, and your body is one of the best feelings around. And once you get a taste, going back will feel like living someone else's life. This is only the tip of the iceberg. It's easy to talk about courage and putting yourself first and giving yourself validation, but it's not always so easy in practice. If you found yourself arguing about putting someone else ahead of yourself or aren't sure you can look a professional in the eye and say, I don't care what your evidence says, that won't happen to me, don't worry. This isn't done in a week, but it can be done. So stay tuned for future podcasts because I'm for sure going to be talking about how to get all of these crucial elements in place in order to lead a successful rebellion because your health is so important and so worth it. I'm about to give you this week's action, but first, for more on how to create your own rebellion for your weight loss and health, visit the show notes at www.andreahansencoaching.com slash HMP008. In order to use your rebellious power for good instead of evil, you must first know where you stand right now. That means creating a little space between the moments a decision is presented and when you make the decision. So between walking down the chip aisle and deciding what to buy, between hearing a nurse say, this diagnosis hasn't happened yet, and then deciding whether or not to believe that it's coming or deciding what it takes to make sure that it never does, right? Between looking at the dinner being served for the entire family and deciding whether to eat it or getting up and making something for yourself that you know is better for your body. A lot of the time, our decisions are almost instantaneous without being conscious at all because it's a habit, right? We're on autopilot. Right now, your autopilot might be to eat what everybody else does or to get the bag of cheesy poofs because you're aching for it or to join the belief that something bad is going to happen with your health and it's unavoidable. But the amazing thing is, if you just give yourself a little bit of space, your decisions will become quite conscious. And at first, you may still be making the same decisions that aren't really that rebellious. But the more times that you do this, that you ask this question I'm going to give you, the easier it will get and the louder your true voice will get. You'll start to hear that crystal clear conscious decision that, you know, that's not good for my body. I actually don't want it. I don't believe what they're saying about my future, even though they're the experts. Past evidence isn't going to dictate my future. These are going to be crystal clear in your head when you start to listen to them. Listening to this voice is where your rebellion starts to work for you instead of against you. So here's the easy way to start creating that space. Every time a decision is presented to you, and we've got a million decisions a day that we make, so it's not going to be hard. Ask yourself, what do I really want? And then listen. Give yourself just a few beats between asking the question and making your decision. This is that space where your, where your quiet rebellion begins. This is that space where you start to hear that true voice of, hey, maybe I don't want that. And don't worry, that true voice Even though maybe you're not going to listen to it at first, you might just acknowledge it and keep going with what you're going to do, which is fine. The more you ask it, the louder it's going to happen. And it's not going to be a quiet rebellion for long. Hey, do you love to give back? 
especially when you're getting something good? Well, if you love what you're hearing in this podcast, please leave a review. It's a super important part of a podcast and the powers that be love to hear what you think, as do I. So do me a favor right now, go to whatever your format is, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and leave a few lines about why you love this podcast. I would be eternally grateful and you would score yourself some awesome karma. Thank you for listening. Stay tuned for more good stuff on how you can stop striving and start achieving your healthy, beautiful life. Until next time, take care.